Hi everybody, I'm Alex. I'm Maggie. And this is Socially Caught. The podcast for everything geek, TV, film and marriage. Yeah. Today our topic is going to be something not too geeky, but to be fair, for some people it might be geeky. And it's going to be about our big dog and owning a big dog. Yeah, so big dog ownership in general. Um, because we've learned recently, sort of living in a village that's got a lot of different kinds of dogs in it. We've learned a few things. So we want to kind of just share our experiences with you. And this isn't a, a, a guide on how to own a dog no. or, you know, which dog you should buy or anything no. like that. You know, there's plenty of other podcasts out there for that. Uh, we just want to talk about some of the things we've learned while mm-hmm. owning a big dog. Um, and how that's changed our perception of, in general, of prejudice and yeah, kind of... Yeah, most definitely. Judging by a book by its cover. Um, so, introduce you to our dog real quick. His name is Duke. He's, He's adorable. He is adorable. He's a big fluffy bundle of joy. Uh-huh. He's, if you imagine, like, a golden white German shepherd, that's basically what he is. We... Can't go into too much detail about the breed, but that's primarily because we don't actually know. Yeah. Um, he's seven years old. We got him from a rescue, and his previous owners didn't supply that much detail with him, so we don't know his exact age. Mm-hmm. His estimated age is six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know his exact breed. Like I say, he looks like a white German Shepherd. We think he's either a Swiss Shepherd mm-hmm. or he's a crossbreed between a German Shepherd. And the a Samoyed, yeah. Which, if you Google them, they are just tiny little teddy bears, and they're yeah. super fluffy and white, and it's adorable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you know, he he hasn't got behavioural issues. We got him from a rescue, but he wasn't from like uh, an abusive home or anything no. like that. He was just a little bit neglected. Um, he didn't really get any get much attention or no. cuddles or love or you know anything like no. that. He was kind of just left in the garden. Um, so he doesn't have any behavioural issues. He's not food aggressive. He's not aggressive in any way. Um, when we first got him, he tried to pee in the house twice, I think. Yeah. Just to kind of mark his territory, but after we caught him and told him off, he he never tried it again. Yeah, and this take it take it with the fact that he lived in a garden and wasn't house trained at all. Yeah. It took two times for us to say no, you can't pee in the house, and he's never done it since. Mm, so a absolutely. very intelligent dog, which German shepherds always are. Yeah, and again linking into that, German shepherds, he loves kids. Yep. And he, he always, he just likes to protect. be near them and look at them and make sure they're okay. Yeah, he's he, a protector. Yeah, he is definitely a protector. He it's, just likes to, he, you know, he's fine with sitting and lying down and relaxing as long as he can keep an eye on you. Yep. While you're doing it, basically. Yep. He, so gets, he'll, yeah. he, he gets a little bit antsy if you're all standing up and just sort of milling about. He gets a little bit antsy because he prefers it if everyone's sat down in one place where he can guard yeah. the entrance and, yeah. you know, make sure everyone's okay. He's just the sweetest thing in the world and... He genuinely, you know, um, he just hasn't got a bad bone in his body, really. And, you know, uh, researching the breed, it's very common for them to actually always protect. So he always surveys any place that we go into and he kind of looks at all the exits. When we're in the house, he always has an eye on both doors, the back and the front door. He's like lies in the perfect spot so he can hear everything. He's like a secret Um, service agent. Yeah. But at the same time, he won't start barking wildly when he hears a weird noise like he's just brilliant like that and he also with his doofy loving personality loves cats he does love cats we we think it's because he lived with cats yeah um back in his previous home he lived with lots of cats so he just he's he doesn't chase cats what he does is he stands in front of the cats whines for a little bit and if they don't give him any attention he just walks off so he kind of understands 
that cats just need to decide to give him attention, yeah, which is very like, unique for a dog, really, because usually they will try to chase more for the fun of it rather than like wanting to hurt them, but they just want to play. Um, he's not much into playing. The same thing goes with like the kids. Like He doesn't mm. want to play with kids, but he wants to be... Like, if the, there are kids playing on the street outside, he wants to be on the street just watching them yes. to make sure that they're okay, but he doesn't want to play with them. He'll happily let them stroke them, and he... They oh, can yeah, pull, yeah. They can, like, again, he's a doofball. They will pull his tail, they will rip out his fur, and he won't do anything. He's just the sweetest thing in the world. He really is. Um, so that that's a, you know, three-minute introduction into our dog and why he's the best thing in the world. I mean, trust me, we could go on yeah. all day about you. <laughs> he is adorable. And anyone who's met him has always said, like, you know, he's so adorable and, and all that kind of stuff. But that's a crash course introduction to our dog. So the thing we kind of wanted to talk about today is more the burdens and misconceptions that come with big dog ownership. Um like I say, living in living in this village, we've there's a lot of different dogs around here, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different dog owners around here, mm-hmm. and obviously there's bound to be run-ins, which fair enough. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. not saying we should, you know, people walk their dogs at different times or whatever, but it seems that there's a lot of misconceptions around. I mean, you know, me and Maggie were both 25, and mm-hmm. we've got this big fluffy dog. And the reason we got him is because, you know, we were looking to rescue a dog and Maggie saw him posted um, on the dog rescue. Even before that, we had researched breeds that we liked and we always wanted a bigger dog because we preferred them. Um, And when researching breeds, we found out that German Shepherds are probably one of the easier tempered breeds in terms of um, for new dog owners. Like a Border Mm. Collie Mm. is too hyperactive, for example. That was another choice. Golden Retrievers are lovely, but obviously there aren't as many in the UK. Yeah. Um, So we just, we did a lot of research before we went into German Shepherds specifically, but then we signed up with a rescue and then Alex, you can continue with your story. No, no, I was just going to say that obviously we we saw... um a picture of him. Yeah, on uh, Maggie did actually. I was I was babysitting my little sister, I think, all day, mm. and um, you you had found this dog this dog on their Facebook page for the uh, for the rescue group, and we were chatting about it throughout the day and stuff, and like, oh god, you know, it'd be really nice to have him and things like that. And then Maggie came to pick me up from my dad's house where I was looking after my little sister, and lo and behold, there was this dog on a lead. <laughs> And Don't hey, sound like I hey, did it behind your back. Hey, Alex, we have a dog now. Um, <laughs> I didn't do it behind Alex's back. He's just making it sound more dramatic than it was. To be fair, I showed a picture. It and was I pretty said, dramatic, to be fair. Well, it was just basically it happened on a Wednesday morning where they posted this picture and it was this dog who was sitting down and his tongue was flopped out to the side of his mouth and he just had a smile on his face. And I immediately fell in love. And I showed him to Alex and he was like, yeah, he's pretty goddamn adorable. Yeah. Um, so we put, like, I put on a comment saying that we'd foster with a veto adopt because we didn't, you know, he needed oh, to yeah, get out yeah. of that house that day, preferably that day or the next day. So Basically, really, the owners were moving country, so they needed to get rid of them. No, 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 no. I think they were moving. No, no. No, I thought they, they were just, they, they, the owners had divorced and they wanted to go. That was it. One of them was, was going it. on holiday and she didn't want to put him in kennels. That was it, yeah. And... Um, so, I mean, there's no judgment about that, you know. No, no, yeah, you you I mean, just sometimes find that you can't take care of a dog. I mean, we got an amazing dog out of it, so meh. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't as dramatic as that I surprised you with a dog, but it did all You happen. kind of did, though, because it was a very quick turnaround. It was, yeah, within a day. So yeah. Wednesday morning I saw him, Wednesday evening I picked him up we from had the previous him. owners. Yeah, that's it. He was um, our dog now. Yeah. Um, and he was adorable, you know, and so there we were. You know, yeah. we had this big dog. 
Yeah. German, German Shepherd sized dog. You know? Which, you know, is like 35 kilos or like 65 pounds, really. Quite a big dog. It's a huge dog. Um, and he was fluffy and everything and, you know, we got him cleaned up and all that kind of stuff. And he is adorable. Obviously, there are a lot of assumptions when it comes to like German Shepherds and things mm-hmm. like that, that they can be aggressive and they look aggressive. I won't deny that some of them look aggressive because they, they look a lot like wolves. Yes, which um, people which, associate with Obviously, yeah. You know. um, all and a, lot of, a lot of people have um, the misconception that they're police dogs because they're naturally aggressive. Where actually, wrong. they're police dogs mainly because they have a very good discipline and they're easily trained. Yeah, they're naturally intelligent. Exactly. As well. but, if you imagine what a police dog is used for, then you you know you get some scope on how intelligent it is. Mm. They can be trained to sniff out drugs and bombs and chemicals and mm-hmm. attack people. In, on command. On command, but in a non-lethal way, on a yeah. non-lethal part of the body. So it'll always be their arm. Yeah. They always get trained to go for the arm. And they all, they're always trained to let go on command yeah. and come, come back to the owner. Um, but a lot so of people... It just gives you, yeah, it gives you an insight in how intelligent they are. But obviously there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Because people see it come and think, oh, big dog, best be careful. Yeah. Which is obviously one of the things that we're trying to kind of quash yeah. and but, deal with. Yeah, so that basically... The problem happens when, um, you know, Duke wasn't fully socialised. He was socialised enough to not bother about most dogs, but there are some dogs where either the other dog gives off the wrong vibe or Duke does and there starts a barking match. And all that Duke does is bark. But because he's a big dog with big lungs and because he has a harness on him, so if he moves forward, it'll put his front legs up because our lead will stop him but obviously he'll try to get the dog he's not necessarily trying to hurt the dog but he's just barking they're just barking at each other or yeah. duke will bark at them and we still haven't figured out necessarily what they're trying to say to each other because if when we look at duke when he is interacting with another dog his tail's always wagging yeah so well most of the time anyway yeah. so it seems for the most part he's he just wants to meet the dog and play and i i think we've narrowed it down to he gets frustrated at us yes. for keeping him on the lead and holding him back mm-hmm. when he just wants to meet this other dog. Um, because we know, obviously, you know, it might be a mistake on our part to handle it that way, but that's just because of the experiences that we'll tell you about yeah. that we've had. Um, and, you know, we, we just learn to do it that way. And we're learning to do it better ways, slowly, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I say, he's, he's kind of pulling against the lead and he's barking. And the owners immediately see that and go... That's aggressive barking. Yeah. Whereas we've had we've had a couple of encounters, like we've had a few encounters where the own other owner completely understands, and they're like, "I understand that that's not an aggressive bark." Yeah, because absolutely. There is a and, big I mean, difference. And they let the dogs meet. Yes. Slowly. Yes. And then they just have a sniff, and they and have a it. bit, and they, yeah, they're bored of each other. They just yeah. walk away. We we even had, and we, like I yeah. say, we chat to these owners who are really really nice people, mm-hmm. and they like I say, they understand what it's like. You know, yeah. the dogs are barking at each other and. We're just talking to the other owners, you know, we're apologizing, they're apologizing, both of us are saying that, you know, we know it's not an aggressive thing, no. we should just let them meet, exactly. and then we agree to let them meet, and then it's fine. Yeah, so it's, it's there's a lot, if you want to look into it, there is actually a lot of articles about kind of the barrier thing, where dogs, if they are off lead, will naturally either um, sniff at each other, or if they're anxious, then they will avoid each other, and that's natural. But if they're on a lead, they can't have that response because they feel restrained and they feel like they can't run away. So they mm. instinctively go into kind of defensive mode. Yeah. And that's what that causes. But 
you know, we've had uh, all the times where we've had a problem with a dog. We even had one dog where there was a problem for months where every time they saw each other, they started barking at each other. Yeah. And then one time Alice got lucky that the dog was um, like kind of approachable. Yeah, and yeah. they met, and now they're best friends. Yeah, basically. So, as soon as Duke gets a sniff of a dog, then for the rest of the time, we'd have no problem whatsoever. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, he just doesn't care. Like so, Dogs just want to meet, sniff, and then they it's its almost like they store that information, exactly. as in, you're not a threat, fine, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. And like I say, they know each other then, and every time they've met from then on, it's fine. Yeah. They've never barked at each other, they've never once tried to fight each other. Duke, I've never seen Duke ever try to attack anyone. Oh, God, no. Nothing. God, no. He's like, just boxed. He just kind of goes... Because we know that it's not aggressive also because he, like, if he starts barking, he barks once. If we, like, in very forceful voice, I'm not saying I'm yelling at him, but in a very forceful voice say no, it, yeah, he will tone, stop yeah. straight away. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing about him that needs to necessarily be aggressive. He just he just barks because he can't meet and he's it's far away and maybe... We don't know what the, uh, the, vibe, yeah, the other yeah, dog yeah. is giving away. We don't know what the owner is giving away because there's a lot in terms of what the owner does. And even that's me, you know, that sometimes I get a little bit anxious when I see a specific dog because we've had problems with them before. And Duke picks up on that and Duke immediately that, goes yeah. into defensive because he picks up on me being Yeah, he goes into protective mode. And that's, you know, that's a dog. That's just what you yeah. expect him to do. You know, that's probably good because if there's ever a situation where it's serious that I'm scared of somebody then I know that he's there to protect me, and that's good. Like I say, he's a big dog. He's got yes. a big bark. Yeah. It's very deep. It's very bassy. It's, you know, yes. it's, it's a very loud bark. But like I say, the whole time his tail's wagging, his ears aren't in an, an alertive, defensive posture. Yeah. He pulls a little bit on, on the lead, but like I say, that's mainly because he wants to meet yeah. the and dog. He's got, and he's got a harness. Yeah. And that just pulls his body away rather than his neck. So that makes his front legs go up. So yeah, so it looks like he's, you know, I don't know. Lunging. Re- lunging, yeah, yeah, basically. But he's not. He just wants to meet them. But And we feel as though a lot of the judgments we see around the village from the, the dog owners that have bad experiences with him in terms of they have smaller dogs. Yeah. And, you know, they see Duke barking and, and what they perceive as lunging and aggressive behavior. And all they do is... You know, they move away as quickly as possible and they don't take the time to talk to us about it. You know, we apologize to them and they completely ignore us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just seems that like a lot of the time the judgment is based on here's another young couple who just got a dog, dog because cute. it's, yeah, cute and fluffy and adorable. And obviously it's not like that. I know sometimes that does happen, obviously. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, passing judgment on anything like that, but it's just there seems to be this misconception and then. We're instantly judged for it, mm-hmm. and our dog is instantly judged for it. But then mm-hmm. we've had really good experiences with other people as well, and yeah, it's just a bit annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just because really, if people, other people, other dog owners don't take the time to just talk to us for a minute, then it just feeds the problem, and it feeds. Um, basically, there, there are dog owners in the village that we haven't been able to even approach. try and. Yeah, approach, because all it takes is one sniff from Duke and he gets bored and he doesn't want to do anything anymore. And it would just help a lot in terms of our confidence with him. And it just seems like if anything that would happen, even if the small dog was the aggressor, would always come back to us because he's a big He's a big dog, dog. yeah. That's... And it, it gets really frustrating because, really, um, German Shepherds are the second most intelligent, like... 
they're not and you know we've had him in big groups of big dogs and he's never had a problem it yeah. seems to always be a problem with the small dogs apart from border collies but even he then border collies. yeah he has something with border collies we don't know why he just reacts really badly to them well, not but really again badly, again he's, it's not aggressive yeah he just barks at them but to be fair we went on a big group walk of different breeds of dogs the only dog there were small dogs big dogs everything the only dog he had a problem with was a border collie where a border collie kind of ran up female to him, as well. female, and she laid down in front of him, and he just barked at her, and we think that's because he didn't completely understand what was happening. Yeah. Um. But we called him away, and then it happened again where he tried to kind of run up to that dog. I don't know whether it was to sniff or something, and um, we had to put him on the lead for the rest of the walk, which was a shame because he didn't have problems with any other dog, and that yeah. border collie actually annoyed a couple more yeah. dogs on that walk. And it's just really frustrating because obviously the problem wasn't just with our dog. There was a little bit of a problem, probably, because we've had another experience with a different border collie. But then another border collie is fine. But it, it was just frustrating from that sense of point of view where just because Duke barked, he was seen as the aggressor. When yeah. actually the border collie was probably giving off the wrong vibe because two other dogs barked at it for two seconds and then yeah. walked off. So obviously there was something happening from both sides but we were the ones who took the brunt of it because we had the bigger dog as such yeah and that's that's just really sad because it just makes us feel like crap when we really shouldn't be because he wasn't being aggressive he was just putting you know dogs have different levels like there's alpha there's betas yeah you know they kind of just put the others into place and as long as you let dogs do their own thing they're Unless that dog has had a really bad experience or is genuinely aggressive or been taught to attack dogs 99% 99% of the time, nothing will happen. Yeah, Because absolutely. they will just put each other in their place, and that's it. Like, and it, 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 There's not enough environment to do that, and we, we can't even let him off lead that much because we're afraid of the misconception more so than anything that Duke would do because we know he wouldn't harm a dog, but we can't risk it, and we yeah. can't risk somebody we're, suing us for a bomb. Yeah, you know? we're, we're getting there slowly. We're letting him off lead more and more, and we're giving him more trust and things like that, which does seem to be helping. Yeah. But again, it's that thing, you know, someone's walking a small dog and they see a big dog off a lead, and then if Duke starts barking or moving towards them, they think, oh, God, they're going to eat my dog. And, you know, that's, We've heard that's that just. Exact we, we, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not just making that up. We have literally heard someone say, hey, he's going to eat you. Yeah. Like with genuine fear in their voice, yeah. it's like no, he's. he's we've had. We've I don't had, even think he's capable of harming anything. I think we've had people pick up their tiny dogs and yeah. run past us. So, and that's with a a, a shepherd. Dog. And you can imagine how that makes us feel as well, where it's like, like I say, it feels like they're passing judgment a lot of the time. It probably doesn't help that he's male and he hasn't been snipped yet. Yeah, um, we're working on that as well. So that's a thing. It's but really we, expensive. To it is the dog. super expensive, and we're kind of hoping. Once we get them, you know, snipped, it'll calm them down a bit. But again, that's not really the main issue. Yeah. Obviously, there are there's things that we could be doing, but we are doing those things. We're actively taking the steps to train him and educate ourselves. And but then, obviously, like you say, the misconceptions mainly come from other dog owners. Yeah. Who are you know they see Duke, big dog, loud bark, and they instantly think, "Crap, he's not trained. He's aggressive. Yeah. These guys don't know what they're doing." And I don't know. I think if if you're a dog owner and you see something like that and you don't take the time to talk to the owners about it if they look approachable and yeah. if, if they talk to you like you say we always do we always apologize and say look he's not being aggressive he's just he's annoyed at us and he wants to meet your dog some owners say oh it's fine but then keep moving some owners completely ignore us yeah there are the rare few that stop and talk to us and say it's fine my dog usually does the same yeah. and then they have a sniff and they're fine and 
it's just, yeah, if you're a small dog owner, or if you're any dog owner, just take the time to talk to other dog owners, yeah. I think, is one of the most... Unless the other people are being rude. Unless, or yeah, unless, in which case, unless they're asshats about it. Yeah, in which case, feel free to punch them in the face, because I hate dog owners like that. Yeah, because just obviously... just get dogs to be protectors and all that. that we're not like that. Like, yeah, we, we don't agree with that philosophy. No. Obviously, Duke is a guard dog in some ways, but that's not why we got him. No, and he's not, it's not like we train him to bark at every yeah. single person. We actually discourage that, and to be fair, he doesn't. So, it's I mean, not... if the only time he generally barks is if someone knocks on the door, but he only barks if we don't respond to it for yeah. a, a good few seconds. It's almost like he barks to remind us of yeah. it. He's not, or, it, it might, he might be him barking to say, there's someone at the door, yeah. there's someone outside, I don't know who it is, I can't smell who they are, um, etc. So, like, yeah, he's just is, not an aggressive dog. No, no. And, and it, he comes across as big and loud. Yeah. And, you know, most people just try to run away from him as fast as they can. And it seems to us like that's the wrong approach. There needs to be a better culture within the dog owner world, I guess. Yeah. Like I say, there are some dog owners who obviously train their dogs to be aggressive and there are bad owners out there and things like that. But if you can see that you know, another dog owner is making an effort, then try and take the time to just talk to them about it and say, look, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I know what's going on. Exactly. His tail's wagging. They're sniffing at each other now. Nothing's going on. They're not attacking each other. No. Or if you, for example, know that your dog is dog anxious, maybe yeah. just let us know because... There you are know, ways. You know, there are certain coloured, like, bandanas and collars you can get It's like, you know, you, like... I don't mean to put the blame on anybody else, but you know, your dog could be giving off the vibe of please don't touch me. And my dog could just be misunderstanding that and just wanting to kind of reassure your dog that they're okay. But because that your dog is being a little bit scared and you're scared because of you, the fact that you know that your dog is dog anxious, that could be giving off the wrong vibes to my dog. And just, just think about it sometimes. That, that's all we ask. We just ask that you kind of take the time and maybe from time to time give somebody a chance because you know there, there could be dog owners out there who are bad and that's absolutely you know that's that happens but there could just be dog owners who are desperately yeah. trying to to make sure that their dog doesn't hurt anybody it's about and, education at the end yeah. of the day basically it's about talking to each other and having a community around it and just just making the effort to to understand to be a little bit just be a little bit patient with people yeah. like this. And not having those immediate misconceptions and, you know, the immediate judgments and assumptions. Because like I say, I, I feel as though a lot of the judgment does come to us from, here's a young couple with a big dog that they, mm -hmm. it looks like they can't control. Mm -hmm. They just got him because he's adorable and blah, blah, blah. Which is true. He is adorable, but that's yeah. not the reason we got him. We no. didn't take the time to think of it. And I've owned tons of dogs in the past. Mm -hmm. And... I know what the crack is with them, so it's not like we went in completely unprepared. We'd done research around it and things like that, and picked our breed of dog very specifically, and got it from a very good rescue, very reputable rescue, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I just think there needs to be a, more of a culture of understanding and education mm -hmm. when it comes to it. Yeah, I think that's that's the message today. Yeah, we just wanted to get that out of our systems. We wanted to yeah. talk to you guys about it and just. Yeah, that, that, it's something know. that's been on our mind a lot a in the lot. last few weeks, and it's something that frustrates us. And you know, this is this is the way that we want to kind of express yeah. some frustrations in our life, but in a constructive way. Like, you know, yeah, we're not just we're not just bitching about it. We are no. giving, I don't, you know, Everything we are giving advice out. Yeah. Not that they're saying we're experts on the subject. Oh God, no! By any means, but 
it's nice when you take the time to just talk to someone. That's yeah. that's all we're saying. Yeah. Is try not to be too judgmental. And that applies to probably a lot of situations in life, but we yeah. won't delve into those. But yeah, not, not this time. No, this yeah, don't be a douche. Basically, yeah, uh, yeah. So. I think that about rounds up the conversation for today. Mm-hmm. Maggie, do you want to take it away with our random useless fact? Yes, yeah, so today? if you knew, random useless fact is the end of our podcast where we give you a random useless fact to use if you're an introvert like us to start a conversation, or even if you're not, something to kind of advance a conversation. Yeah. Um, this one is very fascinating, I feel like, that studies have shown that if a cat falls off the seventh floor of a building, it has about 30% less chance of surviving than when it falls off the 20th floor. And this is because it takes the cat about eight floors to realise what is happening and reorient itself so it lands on all four paws and lands safely. My main problem with this fact is how they discovered that. I just want to gloss over that and <laughs> figure out you know, who's been dropping cats off buildings. <laughs> But, I uh, hope nobody. But, but uh, hopefully, it makes sense. yeah. Hopefully, the next podcast you listen to will be of a slightly higher quality <laughs> because we're finally going all out and buying some good microphones. Woo! So hopefully, it'll be good quality. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So fingers crossed for that. That'll yeah. be that'll be next week's episode anyway. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's all we got to say. So thank you very much for listening. I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was socially coarse. We'll, you know, hopefully catch you next time. Thank you.